Happy birthday, everyone, and welcome to the Happy Birthday Podcast with your hosts, Jackie and Dan, the number one podcast on ApplePodcast.com, dedicated to the birthdays you know and love. So without further ado, take it away, Dan. We are jolly good fellows. Have you ever heard that song actually sung on someone's birthday in real life? Never once. That could be a class thing, to be honest. Oh, like that's for the uh, the Estevezes and Sheens of the yeah. world. <laughs> higher echelon of folks. I, I don't... That uh, higher echelon of folks that only sing uncopyrighted music in their own homes. Well, when you got that, it's... when you're worth that much, you got to protect yourself. That's true. Yeah, you don't get... <laughs> what, are they going to sue us? I got credit there. check calling me five times a day. <laughs> Happy birthday, everyone. I'm Dan, November 10th. I'm Jackie, October 12th. And we are about ready to blow out all of your candles. Mm. Because this, well, like on a cake. (sighs) When it is one's birthday, it is everyone's birthday. And every day is a birthday. And we're here to celebrate some of the most notable birthdays in the birthday world. Jackie. Yes. Do you want to just get into it? I would love to. This is, again, this is a man. Okay. I like to celebrate the male birthdays. This man lived so long ago, oh. you might consider it to be ancient times. In okay. my opinion, it is. Hundreds and hundreds of years ago. But somehow his presence still reverberates in the world today. Hmm. He's known for some writings he did. Um, hmm. I'll give you a century. It's, he's, he was around in the 1500s. Okay. Right. Probably uh, before even our producer Paul was born. Oh, um, Hmm. He did some very intriguing writings that people have been sort of analyzing ever since. Um, were these writings like prose? Were they prophecy? Were they songs? They were both of those things. They doubled as both prose and prophecy. Wow. He was a prophecy pro, you might say. December 14th, 1503. Damn. Don't look it up. It looks like you're looking at your Yeah, phone. that's enough. Put your phone down. We can see it in your glasses. Everyone's just on their phones these days. I'm sorry. All right. Well, it's a trivia show. I always get in trouble for that at trivia. You get eighty sixth for life from any bar if you do that during trivia night. Pull your phone out. I was just playing Angry Birds. Sorry, phones away. Back Listen, I like to... playing Angry Birds at the bar too. But we're talking about. I almost just said the guy's name. <laughs> oh shit! That's how, lo- that's how loose I'm feeling today. Jesus. <laughs> I'm just. I'm, I'm a little trying to give you some more hints. It's, it's, it's hard to say because there's not much to be truly known about a man that lived so long ago. And Yeah. Um, I think you can, you can still buy uh, copies of the stuff he wrote. Like, it's available. It's really old, though. Right, but it, it's really old. But people are somehow using the stuff this guy wrote to try to look into the future. And we're not talking biblical. No. Post, post-Bible times. You got no more hints for me? Well, I got more hints, but I want to hear a guess first. I haven't heard one. Uh... Yeah, stab in the dark. Yeah, like you're stabbing someone in the dark. You don't know if you're going to kill him, but just try. Alexander Hamilton. No, good guess. Weirder name. Hamilton sounds like a man that we could st- we meet a man today named Hamilton. Oh, this is my buddy Alex Hamilton. Oh, like the That does sound music. like a guy, yeah. Yeah, and he's yeah. not, Port- Hamilton's Puerto Rican. He's not Puerto Rican. He's Middle Eastern? Uh, 
European, but you might think he's Middle Eastern if you were me, which I thought until I did my research on this jolly good fellow. Okay. Wait, hold on. He's Puerto Rican? Alexander Hamilton. Alexander was... Hamilton was Puerto Rican. I thought he was American. He was, Por- he was a Puerto Rican immigrant. 1500s writing guy, yes. prophecy. Okay, let's prophecies. get back to the, you know, we're saying prophecies. Oh. Think about that. He's got a weird name. Nostradamus. 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 See, that's what I was saying. You say something like Alexander Hamilton. It's like, oh, that could be that guy I went to school with. Could be my uncle's neighbor or whatever. Nostradamus. You never met a Nostradamus. I have not yet met one. A Nostradamus. Who knows what the future holds? Perhaps I will. And that is Nostradamus. And we'd like to wish him a very happy birthday. We almost think he could have predicted that we would be wishing him a happy birthday on this day. But we don't know for sure. But what we do know for sure are the details, the very interesting life of this jolly good fellow, Nostradamus. May I share with you, my friends? Please do. It would not seem possible for a man to be both a household name and also a total enigma. And yet, that is the case with today's jolly good fellow, Nostradamus. Michel de Nostradamus was born on December 14, 1503, in Provence de Tendonon, France. Little is known about wee Michel's childhood, but what is known is that by the time he reached adulthood, his parents and 11 siblings had all perished in one of Europe's many great rat plagues. Seeing as he was the sole surviving member of his family, Michel deemed his first name to be superfluous and would forever be known simply as Nostradamus. As a young man, Nostradamus made his living as an herbal enchanter, peddling tinctures... Jesus Christ. <laughs> These goddamn words I don't know how to say. Take your time. Can you sing the song again for me to Nostradamus, remind me? Nostradamus, Nostradamus, Nostradamus. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. As a young man, Nostradamus made his living as an herbal enchanter, peddling tinctures and powders to the sickly townsfolk in his quaint village. After his unnamed wife died while giving birth to their twelve children, Nostradamus went on a voyage to the strange new land of Italy. It was there that he fell under the spell of the occult after a visit to a spaghetti opium den. Returning home to France, Nostradamus took up residence in the sexton's quarters of the University of Europe, living a seer's life of solitude while also marrying a series of elderly widows. It was in this period that Nostradamus published his Prophecies, a collection of 1,001 limericks that predicted the world of the future with startling accuracy. Sadly, Nostradamus's health soon took a turn for the worse, with his feet swelling uncontrollably after being bitten by brown vampire rats. In 1559, he died as all men did in his time, alone, penniless, and disease-ridden. But his true legacy is not in his painful death, but his prophecies that are still used today to guide those who seek to see what the seer saw. And I think, just to wrap up here, I'd like to share with you a, uh, a couple of prophecies that have been proven. History has proven that these things did come true. Okay. Okay. What are they? So this one, uh, this one says, "The Empire of England shall cry on the day the divorced princess dies. Goodbye, England's rose. I suppose now you know seat belts should be worn at all times." And that turned out to predict the death of Princess Diana. Wow. Wow. That's scarily accurate. It is. Yeah. It's almost, and it, it even has. It's like he predicted "Candle in the Wind" '97 a little bit in there too. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's like he predicted um, seatbelts, and I guess the, I mean, the, 
the layers of that automobile. Right, right. Um, okay, now this one, this one might freak you guys out a little bit. I hope that you're in a well lit room. I have so you goosebumps don't get already. Heebie-jeebies, so. yeah. Two phalluses standing erect. One morning get totally wrecked. The men that did fly and make everyone die are freedoms they truly detest. And that one's extra spooky because it is, they hate our freedom. Wow. It's crazy how it rhymes in English, too. Because he was Portuguese. He was a wise man. Or what was he? Mm, he was French. an immigrant. But I guess that just shows his, his uh, infinite wisdom also, that he right. wrote it in a way that would translate to rhyme in English, knowing that English would be the world's number one language in the future. There is, finally, there's one, one more prophecy that I came across that we don't know for sure, well, we can't know, because we haven't, we haven't lived through it yet, it hasn't happened yet, but I think that this, this prophecy is one that uh, you two especially will find very interesting. Um, <clears throat> Three jesters shall join together for a birthday podcast endeavor. In 2021, it will become number one. They shall be wealthy and famous forever. Wow. Oh, my God. I want to do a big knock on wood after Whoa, that one. Oh, buddy. Because I don't want to say anything, but I feel like he's maybe talking to us on that one. Well, yeah. I'm glad that stuff he actually said, because that second one I would worry about having in my show. Just <clears throat> some people might find that in poor taste, but I mean, hey, he said it. History's history, yeah. Wow. It's not us saying these things. Wow, so, wow. um, let's just hope that the prophecies continue, that we continue to profit from the prophecies, I guess would be the way to say it. And yeah. Nostradamus, if you can hear me, if you can uh, uh, hear through the spirit world my voice to you and you on your birthday, I wish you a very jolly good fellow and a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Nostradamus. You know, I'm kind of sensing i'm getting like a prediction of my own here oh all right what do you got i feel like we're about to go to commercial guys is your ass crack encrusted in moist brown hair um earth to dudes no one wants to see that shit let's face it whether you're into chicks dudes or just into yourself no one's going down on your throbbing hog when it's nestled in a thicket of dank smelly pubes don't worry manscaped is here to help manscaped sends you a daily supply of all the trimmers clippers and creams that you need to keep your balls and butt seal skin smooth and manscaped makes cleanup easy with their patented pubic hair incinerator just hover over the collection drum as you trim and when you're done plug it in fire it up and burn baby burn and right now we're making a special offer to listeners of the happy birthday podcast when you use promo code B-Day, you can submit before and after shots of your rod and bunghole for a chance to wind up on Manscaped.com's Wall of Fame or the Wall of Shame. Those shortened curlies are getting longer by the second, my dude. Are you just going to keep sitting there in your gaming chair like some incel loser, or are you going to get off your fat hairy ass and do something about it? Get with the program. Get Manscaped. I didn't want to interrupt, but I had to because I came down here. I fixed myself a little champagne cocktail. I come back downstairs. I, I'm doing it for you, bud. Time to celebrate, did Jackie. Have, did you have breakfast yet? I had breakfast and lunch, you dunce. My goodness. I've been eating all day, you fucking idiot. Been up for four hours. Look at me, I'm covered in crumbs. <laughs> all right, welcome back, Dan, Josh. It's Monday. How are you guys feeling about that? 
Yeah. We're day drinking. We're sad. I would I would tell you how I feel about it, but I don't want to get hit with a uh, copyright infringement suit from uh, Jim Davis, creator of Garfield. You know, you're smart about that. Let me ask you this. Can I get you to guess whose birthday is today? Oh, if there's anything that would lighten up my dreary Monday, it would be playing a guessing game with you, Jackie, about the birthdays. So, yeah. Okay, well, in keeping with the theme, this jolly good fellow is a man. I just, I keep wanting to say the person's name out loud. It's really hard for me to not say it. Hey, go ahead. I'm not going to complain, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's a free 20 bucks for Dan. What? You're betting on this? Yeah. Okay, this man was born on this day in 1960. Oh, first year of a new decade, the 60s. Okay, so he's... Today is his 60th birthday. Okay. Maybe give me a... Let's go a little deeper. Yeah, a little bit, please. He is most recently known for being fired by Donald Trump. Recently fired by our I wouldn't say recently, but... Most recently known for... Correct. Uh, Was it one of those Celebrity Apprentice type deals? Is it Charlie Sheen? Not even close. Charlie Estevez, if you will. Cold. Way cold. Okay, colder colder. Well, that should have been warmer because that's his birth name, but, um, so it's not Omarosa. Nope. It's a lady. Man. Um, was this person in, was this person in the United States government over the past four years? Yes. Okay. White House. Yeah, he didn't live there or anything. Okay, I guess um, most of us have been in the building. Um, yeah, you got one more hint. I'm, I'm, I I think the listeners might be picking up on this, uh, uh, by this point. I'm not that good at guessing. Yeah. Rex Tillerson? Nope. He wasn't fired. You got one more guess. If we're doing the I'd, three guesses. Okay, well, you better... If I, if, I got, if I got one more guess, you got to give me one more hint, at least. He was responsible, as a prosecutor, I think, for Martha Stewart going to prison. That's a rough hint. Yeah. <laughs> can, I, can, he, I give a, can I give a hint? Can I give a bonus he was, hint? He was a member of the federal government. I'll say that. Let's call, let's call on Paul to give Paul's Yuletide bonus the hint. Big man. A big, 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 big man. Was he big? Oh, yeah. Well, he is. That he's didn't not come dead. up in my research. Was he? Yeah, he's living. It's his birth. Okay. Uh, he was elected to his, or he was appointed to his position. Oh, um, is this my friend Chris Christie? No. Shit. Are you ready for the final clue? I'm ready, willing, and able for the final clue. He was appointed... <clears throat> To a ten-year position by Barack Obama. Boo! Wait, I couldn't hear you. I'm sorry. And confirmed by the Senate in 2013 as the head of a federal bureau, and fired by Donald Trump. Oh! Not James Brushy. But no. James Co- Comey. Yeah. Very good. James, James Comey. Comey. Oh, my God. Yeah, big Comey. I remember they made jokes about how tall he was because he got shy. They were, like, taking family photos in the White House, and he hid behind a potted plant, but he was eight feet tall, so you could see him plain as day. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was that big. Remember that? He is, yeah. He's oh, like my God. St- yeah, Stephen Colbert went off on it. It was savage. 
James, James Comey. Comey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know he he locked up. He's got a thing for locking up women. Because remember, it was like the day of the election, the morning we were all heading to the polls. He was mm-hmm. like, uh, I just want to see Hillary Clinton is under arrest again. Yeah. And I guess he had already put Martha Stewart in jail. He's yeah. kind of a misogynist. Yes. Well, I'm kind of interested because you know I know I know yeah some of these bullet points. You know he's a tall man. He. Uh, he he said, uh, "Lordy, I hope there are tapes." Remember that he was. He said something about he, he wished there were cassette tapes. Mm-hmm. I say that every time I walk into the thrift store, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> same, actually. Yeah, same. <laughs> I want to tell you about James Comey. I want to really hear do. about James Comey, but I don't want him to send me to federal prison. He can't. That's the great thing. It's a private citizen. James B. Comey became a household name after he was famously removed as the director of the FBI by President Donald Trump. Having been appointed to this usually 10-year term by the 44th president, Barack Obama. However, before his stunt in the FBI, Comey worked as a prosecutor. His prosecutorial career spans decades and covers some very interesting ground. Early in his career, Comey joined the U.S. Attorney's Office, where he worked from 1987 to 1993. While there, he was Deputy Chief of the Criminal Division and helped prosecute some widely publicized cases, such as the notorious Gambino crime family, Martha Stewart, the comedian Gallagher, and New Jersey singer-songwriter John Francis Bon Jovi Bon Jovi. Comey made sure that justice was upheld in each case, famously sending craft mommy Martha Stewart to prison over her illegal selling of $45,000 worth of stocks. In 1990, a woman named Gloria Jenko was in the audience at the Shark Shack in San Juan Capistrano for a live taping of a comedy special by comedian Gallagher. She was struck on the neck with a heavy plush penguin that had a fire extinguisher inside of it. She later sued the comedian for medical and punitive damages, reportedly in excess of $100,000. The case went to trial in 93, with prosecutor Comey and the jury ultimately siding with Gallagher after a raucous trial where Gallagher himself took the stand and reportedly got as many laughs as he would during one of his shows. The presiding judge, William Froberg, would later say, In seven years at the bench, I've seen a lot of characters, but none so theatrical. It was entertaining. It certainly wasn't boring. That woman never had a chance. Fast forward to 2005. James Comey is now the acting deputy attorney general for the U.S. government. He endorsed a memorandum that approved the use of 13 so-called enhanced interrogation techniques, a euphemism for the program of systemic torture of detainees that included waterboarding and sleep deprivation for up to 180 hours. That's seven and a half days. This would be used by the CIA and the U.S. Armed Forces when interrogating suspects. Though the classic interrogation techniques of waterboarding and sleep deprivation were commonly used and seen as effective, Comey led a committee tasked with coming up with new and exciting ways to extract information from enemy combatants, terrorists, and questionable U.S. citizens with perceived valuable information. The task force whittled down their prospective techniques to a list of 13, but a recent FOIA request led to the public release of all 300 theorized techniques. Some of the contenders that didn't make it to the final 13 include the gay bomb, which seems pretty self-explanatory, the Jovi technique, which in short was the act of loudly playing top 40 American pop music such as It's My Life by Bob Bon Jovi on repeat until the suspect broke. It was reportedly ineffective due to the well-received response by those being interrogated. Another contender that didn't make the final cut was a cutting-age medical technique called the CBM, or Controlled Bowel Movements, wherein the interrogator had a remote device that would emit a frequency causing the suspect to evacuate their bowels on command. 
Although this technique was not approved for use under the Enhanced Interrogation Techniques Committee, the patent was sold to Johns Hopkins University and is now being used in therapeutic gastroenterological practices. And lastly, something called shame torture, which is still a bit of a mystery to me, but apparently heavily drew from the idea of Catholic guilt to convince the prisoner that they had committed atrocities against God by simply being alive. Although this technique commonly resulted in confession, it was deemed too troubling for the CIA due to the lifelong psychological effects it had on the human mind. If you're interested in reviewing the rest of the 300 unusable Comey torture techniques, you can find the full list online at cia.gov forward slash torture. So, all in all, I think, Dan, we can agree James Comey's had a huge effect on the American people with his contributions to justice. And personally, I would like to thank him for his uh, contributions to the world of GI health as a sufferer of IBS. Mm, Yeah, I was going to say, and I think we can all agree on this, you know, I know it's not, I don't want to make light of torture, it's a very serious issue, but Mm. when you're talking about that controlled bowel movement thing, Mm -hmm. I was thinking, ah, that actually sounds pretty good, a controlled bowel movement. We'd love that. We should get... the three of us should get those remotes and then yeah that would be nice Comey, if you're listening yeah we're giving you a shout out hook us up with the bowel remotes happy birthday to james comey yeah happy birthday birthday, james comey i remember now i did uh way back when i saw on court tv some footage of that gallagher trial Mm -hmm. and what stuck out to me was the only time i've seen a jury like have this kind of poncho that they have to cover themselves up with. I don't yes. think that's ever been done before. And, yeah. uh, you know, they're glad they brought it because things got pretty messy in there, from what I recall. Yes, very yeah. messy. It's always nice to learn about a man, especially a large, tall man like James Comey, whose legacy is large and tall and is still felt today. I think we could all use a moment of reflection to think about that tall shadow. So why don't we just take a quick break and we'll see you guys in about a minute. See you in a minute. Are you tired of your COVID hairdo? Haven't had a cut in months because the health department won't let hair salons stay open? Well, wait no more. Come on into Downtown Abbey Salon in the new Western UP Autonomous Zone in what was formerly known as the Business District of Republic, Michigan. No masks, no problem. In fact, guess how many masks there are on the premises? Zero. There's zero. We don't mess around when it comes to your civil liberties. Here at Downtown Abbey's, we believe in your right to pursue life, liberty, and a new do. We've turned the Downtown District of Republic into our own freedom zone with no masks, no distancing, and where hugs are mandatory. We've had over 100,000 visitors this year. Visit our neighboring businesses, Craig's Collectibles, BP Gas, and our newest neighbor, Wyatt's World. Why don't you visit Downtown Abbey Salon in the new Western UP Autonomous Zone where masks are canceled and we serve you wine. I got a roast in the crock pot. I got to get going. Shut up. (laughs) The whole concept of the crock pot is you don't have to get going. It's on high. Welcome back, everyone, to episode three of the Happy Birthday podcast. Happy birthday and happy Monday. I do have another wild card for you guys. Wild, wild. Wild card. Do you guys think you can guess what it is? I'll try. I doubt right. it. What's today's date? Monday, December 14th. 14? 14? Yep. Okay. Okay. So not it's not a Friday the 13th event. Mm, nope. This is a, is a Monday event. And by popular demand, we are going back to deaths. No more of those bullshit events. We heard a lot of positive feedback from all the Zeppo heads. Yes. Last time we celebrated a death. Yes. So here we go. Back to the deaths. 
This slave tooth trader to the crown died on this day a long time ago, at the musty old age of 66. Dan, Jackie, who am I talking about? John Wilkes Estevez. I'm going to guess it's time to take a phone call because you guys are never going to get this one. What's your name? Where are you calling from? I am Nicholas Stanley Flieger, and I'm calling from Madison Heights, Michigan. Nice. Madison, Wisconsin. Wow. I love that there. I want to congratulate you on being our first caller to give your middle name. We appreciate the uh, transparency. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and when is, uh, when is your birthday, big man? My birthday is June 16th. That's 6 And, fun fact, the Minutemen have an instrumental song called June 16th. And that's about you? No, that came out in, what, 84? It's on double nickels. Oh, so they predicted your birth. They did, two years yeah. before. I want to I thank you for calling in to our <laughs> show. Um, I really appreciate you listening on the live stream here. Um, and I'm wondering if I can't ask you a trivia question that Jackie and Dan just could not seem to answer. Okay. I'm not saying that I'm going to be um, able to answer it, but uh, I'll, I'll try. Well, I will need you to, so we can guess all night. I don't, I'm sure you don't have a lot going on. It is a Saturday evening, so, um, but let's, without further ado, let's just go ahead and get to the question. Okay. This slave tooth traitor to the crown died on this day, a long time ago, at the musty old age of 66. Can you guess who I'm talking about? Slave toothed traitor to the crown died at 66. What? He had... Exactly. Can you give him? <laughs> he had teeth made can of slaves. Can you give him a year? I can. Uh, the year is 1799. I, I, don't, I don't know. Some people think the teeth weren't made from slave teeth. Some people well, think they were not, made of wood. The way I heard it. Of what? Are you talking about George Washington? George, George Washington! Washington! Nice work, uh, Flieger. Died this day in 1999. In yeah. 1999? Or whatever, A99. <laughs> Flieger, we're going to be sending you some stuff in the mail. Um, a big bunch of stuff. Uh, yeah, keep an eye on, on your mailbox. Our producer is going to be sending you a big, big care package. All right, sounds good to me. Um, and then before be blank, before blank uh, cassettes in there, before we let you go, we got a lot of uh, other stuff to get to today, Flieger. But if um, if you want to just tell us your favorite birthday memory, my favorite birthday memory. Yeah, what was your favorite birthday? Uh, Please keep I don't it brief. Know. I'll tell you a a good birthday memory is that I got to see. President of the United States of America came through town, and I got to see them on my birthday. Well, isn't that you ironic? You Trump rally on your birthday. George Washington. There you go. Wow. It wasn't. I wouldn't say that was the best birthday, but that was a good birthday memory. Well, Ran, random show from a great band on my birthday. And that is all we have time for. So thanks for calling in, and um, I will uh, look forward to receiving your address. All right. Thank you. Goodbye. Yeah, what a grouch, huh? That was great. I thought he said he saw the president, but the presidents of the United States of America, the band. Band, yes. Well, that was great. Uh, Nick, Nicholas Stanley, we thank you very much for calling in. Uh, you were a good sport. Uh, I don't know what else to say, really. I think that's all we got. Wow, that was a lot of fun. I thank my friends Nicholas Stanley, Sword King 90 James Comey, Martha Stewart, Gallagher, Nostradamus, and all the rest, Princess Diana... 
And of course, I don't remember if I already said, but Sword King 090. Thank you, Sword. I second all of that. All right. For we are jolly good fellows. For we are jolly good can't, fellows. Can't we should do, do a hip hop remix of that song. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at HBDPOD, hashtag JGFGang. And please, if you will, share this podcast with your loved ones. At least one. At least one. Love them. Good to connect with people. Love them.